0: Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Late last week, the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act was passed and signed by President Trump. To give us a breakdown of what is in that bill, I'm joined by Mike Marola from Winning Strategies, Washington. Mike, welcome back to the show.
1: Uh, thanks, Michael. I appreciate the chance to be here with you. It's been a, a wild week in Washington, and uh, anxious to share some of the details of, of the package with your audience.
0: Indeed, we're uh, we're looking forward to hearing what's uh, what's contained in there. So, why don't we start start out? And obviously, there's there's Things that affect hospitals, and then and then there's other broader provisions in there. So, for purposes of what we're going to be talking about, we're going to look specifically at at the effect of the legislation on, on hospitals and 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 other aspects of of healthcare that are related to that. So, in that vein, why don't you give us a brief overview of what's in the legislation?
1: Sure. I think from a hospital from the hospital's perspective, the the most critical piece of the package is this. Hundred billion dollars. Um, uh, it's a hundred billion dollar fund that's going to run through HHS that'll cover non-reimbursable expenses all attributable to, to COVID-19. I think that's really what the industry is is anxious to learn to learn more about.
0: And so, what can they uh, hospitals reasonably expect to see from this latest bill?
1: Sure. So, um, in terms of the expenses that qualify for funding, and again, we're going to see the the House literally. You know, we're talking on Friday afternoon. The House just passed it. The President will sign it uh, probably over the weekend and the next day or so. And and we'll see as the agencies put out um, uh, more guidance uh, on the on the process. But you know, from talking to folks on the Hill, from reading the uh, the legislation, um, examples of the types of things that hostels will able to spend this money on include you know building or retrofitting new ICUs increased staffing or training personal protective equipment uh, building of temporary structures um, and uh, and those types of things and you know any any of these um, expenses that the hospital can both bill the government and bill insurance and then if they get reimbursement from the insurance company uh, they'll have to give the money back to the feds but there's going to be apparently a Uh, It's just a very flexible program um, with time for them to sort through all of that.
0: Got it. And um, how is Medicare uh, reimbursement addressed in the bill?
1: Sure. Well, I think what I've heard um, the most excitement about is uh, the suspension of the sequester, which uh, will mean the hospitals have more resources um, generally, but also it's going to allow or increase access to telehealth services as well for seniors and and other Medicare beneficiaries. And I think that'll be, um, I think it's going to be important for all hospitals, but particularly for those in rural areas um, to take advantage of.
0: Mike, there's some other provisions in the bill uh, to help hospitals with cash flow issues, maybe payroll issues during this critical time. Can you explain those for us?
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. I think uh, policymakers on the Hill and in the administration understand that COVID-19 has created significant cash flow uh, concerns for for many hospitals. So there are some provisions in there to help uh, hospitals receive accelerated payments, um, specifically acute care hospitals, critical access hospitals, children's hospitals, and prospective payment system-exempt cancer hospitals can request accelerated Medicare payments for inpatient hospital services. Um, and this is an expanded set of hospitals compared with the existing accelerated um, payment program. So rather than having to wait until claims have been processed to issue payment, Medicare is going to work with qualified hospitals to estimate their upcoming payments and give that money to the hospital in advance. So, qualified facilities can request a lump sum or a periodic payment reflecting up to six months of uh, Medicare services. The accelerated payments will be repaid to Medicare, however. Um, the qualifying hospital wouldn't be required to start paying CMS back for about four months after receiving the first payment. And they'd have uh, at least 12 months to complete repayment without paying interest.
0: And Mike, there's another provision in there that talks about the SBA paycheck protection program. What can you tell us about that?
1: Sure. So this is a 350 billion, uh, pot of money that's going to go to the Small Business Administration that's really geared towards providing grants um, to employers, including hospitals uh, that keep um, their employees on their payroll, and uh, they can be forgiven um, for a portion of the grant that's tied to expenses directly related to, um, you know, sustaining their operations during the pandemic. So that's payroll, mortgages, those types of things, they would qualify uh, for forgiveness. So that's um, something I think there's a lot of interest and excitement about, uh, even beyond the hospital sector.
0: Certainly a lot of information in in the act. Um, we're going to have a summary up on Bessler.com, uh, al- along with the blog post and the podcast associated with this topic that you're listening to. So if you'd like to dive deeper and get get more information about uh, what we've just talked about here today, you can go up to com and do that. Mike Marola, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today and shedding some additional light on this new legislation.
1: Thanks, Michael. Talk to you soon.
0: COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up two to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you